All right, sorry for getting this episode out so late, but uh, yeah, ran into issues with the audio. Unfortunately, I accidentally deleted the source audio that I originally had for it, and then had a rather busy week, and then... Uh, yeah, yesterday was rather busy as well. There was no new episode, so, uh, this is last week's episode, uh, from YouTube, uh, where I had to rip the audio, uh, from. But yeah, this is, uh, Oscars, Trolls, and Fraud. I, uh, hope you enjoy the episode nonetheless. And, uh, yeah, Film Fridays and Tech Tuesdays will resume as normal on their normal scheduled, uh, time next week. Enjoy. You're listening to Geek Source Entertainment. All right, welcome to Film Fridays on the Geek Source Entertainment podcast with brand new background. What do you think? Personally, I like it. I think it's a nice upgrade from my bedroom. <laughs> I somehow managed to uh, find uh, the the contracts to the Hollywood sign, and they they happily uh, lent them uh, lent it to me for shooting this this uh, podcast. And yeah, for those of you listening in, uh, check out my YouTube channel because yeah, I uh, I have a new background. Um, I'm not so drab and boring now. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, let's get into this episode, shall we? So, uh, a story I wanted to cover from last week. Uh, this was a story that I missed from last week. Um, and that is, for those who are fans of the, uh, Netflix Marvel shows, uh, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, to no one's surprise, the last two of them, Jessica Jones and Punisher, were announced by Netflix to have been canceled. You know, this was, um, you know, expected due to the fact that um, Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist were canceled, followed by Daredevil, and once Daredevil got the axe, it was pretty much expected that the remaining shows would follow, because, yeah, Daredevil was the flagship show that was the most popular, and so to see that go was a shock, and, uh, yeah, uh, no one, no one expected the remaining two shows to, to last. And so, yeah, um, this was disappointing news, but expected news. However, I did stumble across an article, uh, coming from wegotthiscovered.com claiming that, um, Hulu and FX are in talks to possibly revive the shows. Um, Marvel Television is said to be currently talking to both companies and that it's a sure thing, in quotes, that one of them, and it would be only one, to prevent the, the splitting of, of the universe that these shows have, uh, that they would be on one network and... They just can't confirm which one it will be at this point. However, the problem is, is due to the contract with Netflix, none of these shows would be able to be uh, revived for at least two years. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, there's that, and of course there'd be the challenge of getting the showrunners and producers and uh, cast back on board. However, definitely um, that could be seen as possible due to the fact that pretty much everyone involved in these shows have expressed their disappointment that uh, that these shows were canceled. Um, now, again, this is just a rumor coming from uh, one website that, you know, claims sources. So don't get your hopes too high, but what do you think? Do you think... You know, Netflix or the Netflix Marvel shows should be revived by Hulu or FX. If so, which would you prefer? And uh, yeah, uh, what would you like? What would you like to see from this? Would you like to see them revived, or do you think just let them stay dead at this point? Um, I've seen the arguments that some people say that these shows should stay dead due to the fact that they. They have not really connected to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but at the same time, I can see why people would want them to stay. Because, yeah, these shows were quality shows for the most part. Uh, and they had a lot of fans. So, yeah, let me know what you think. Would you like to see, um, would you like to see these shows continue? Um, I personally would do the fact that, uh, yeah... I really wanted to get into them, uh, and I was disappointed when I heard they were canceled, so, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this week was the Oscars. After much controversy leading up to the, up to the event, it just kind of happened. Like, the event just seemed kind of lukewarm and nonchalant, and from what I understand, there was no big, uh, upset there was no big upset or anything like that. Um, you know, no huge controversy to come from it. Um, in fact, the majority of the buzz I've seen has been, you know, aggravation at some of the picks that won, but otherwise, you know, nothing about the event them itself. And overall, it was pretty positive with some uh, things getting praised, such as, um, such as the performance by Queen, uh, with Adam Lambert. I heard uh, quite a few people talk about that. And, yeah. And there was also the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga performance that uh, has had a lot of people talking. Um, but outside of that, like, not a whole lot of controversy outside of people just seeming to be disappointed in the Best Picture uh, pick, which there's always people, it seems like, that are disappointed in that pick. It went to Green Book. Um, other notable winners are Olivia Coleman for Best Actress and Remy, uh, Remy Malik uh, for Best Actor. Um, Best Director went to Afonso Kiran, if I'm saying his name right. Um, which, that was kind of like the two films that uh, people wanted to see win Best Picture. Uh, the general consensus seems to be Roma or Black Klansman. Um, those are the two films that I've seen people throw out as that, that should have won over uh, Green Book. Now, now, I haven't seen any of the films that were nominated for Best Picture outside of Black Panther, so I can't talk to it. Um, there will be a complete list. Uh, it, there will be a complete list of Oscar winners in the description below. Uh, yeah, I am, 
I, I personally, I can see why people would be disappointed. From what I understand, Green Book kind of was the safe pick when it came to the film. It, it seemed to, you know, it seemed like uh, racial topics was a big one with like three of the films nominated, Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, and Green Book all seeming to have some kind of racial um overtones at least uh black panther obviously didn't really you know wasn't a uh wasn't a cultural criticism piece it was a superhero film but it still had some uh overtones of uh you know racial topics that were uh dived into especially regarding the villain's uh motivation now um green book the criticism i've seen is that when it comes to that Handling Green Book was the most quaint, uh, I guess is what I've I've read, and that it didn't it that it wasn't the deepest in regards to its uh, discussion of racial, uh, yeah. Uh, I am not I, again. I haven't seen any of these films, so I can't say. I just know that yeah, uh, it. Doesn't really affect me. I was pulling for Black Panther to win, although didn't really have any delusions it would. But, you know, I was hoping it would since, you know, it was even a surprise it got nominated. So, um, yeah. And one funny story that came out of the Oscars was reportedly Spike Lee reportedly left his seat and had his back to the stage during uh, the presentation for Best Picture after it was announced the Green Book won. Um... He did get uh, best adapted screenplay for his uh, for his screenplay for Black Klansman, but not best picture or best director, which he was nominated for both. Um, and yeah, <laughs> um, I can see as why he was upset, especially in regards to the fact that the last time he was nominated for Oscar uh, for an Oscar, he was up against Driving Miss Daisy. Um, and reportedly the book, or the Green Book plot is about, um, is about, uh, you know, an African-American singer that is being driven or is driving through, um, the South as part of a tour, I, I guess is what I understand. And so <laughs> it is kind of funny because he was quoted as saying, I'm snake bit. Every time somebody is driving somebody, I lose. But they changed the seating arrangement. Um, so, yeah. I can see his frustration. <laughs> and uh, But it is it is kind of a funny story. Um, you know, because he was asked that... Uh, he was asked about that, uh, how he felt about that, and that's his feelings. He was not very happy. Um, however, his best adapted screenplay was his first Oscar in his career. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's good for him nonetheless, although I can definitely see his frustration for not winning Best Picture. Now, in other news, we did get um, trailers this week. We got a trailer for the new uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu film coming up. We got our second trailer for that. Um, this film looks great. Like, yes, I am all for this. I am not familiar with Pokemon at all, but this looks like a great film. It looks funny. It looks fun uh, and just a great time. Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu <laughs> is just great. I I am really excited for this film. Um, 
And then there is uh, the latest X-Men movie installment, which is Dark Phoenix. We got a trailer for that. Um, another trailer for that. And that I am less excited for. Um, it just kind of looks like it's going to be repeating the same mistakes that The Last Stand made. It, the, the performances seem rather dry. I don't know. I feel like this series should have ended with Days of Future Past and Logan and just left it at that. Um, although New Mutants does look good, though I am skeptical for that due to the fact that it's apparently going through extensive reshoots. Um, yeah, yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with the X-Men films because they're, the, the timeline of these films are so confusing now after the reboot, and it's just, I don't know, I, there's something about this trailer, like, it, it's at least looking better than Apocalypse, I will say that, um, but I just... I don't know. It just seems like it's not, there's not much, as much there. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it feels like it's missing something, I guess. And I swear, I think Jennifer Lawrence's face was CGI'd in the, in the first scene that we see her in the, uh, in the teaser trailer. Um, because it just looks off. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Um, and then, of course, also, if you haven't seen the trailer, I won't spoil it, but the trailer does not hide the fact that a significant character uh, dies pretty early on in the film. Um, so there's that. I didn't, I, uh, I don't know if I, how I feel about them spoiling, even if some people are... It's a mixed reaction to the character. Like, I've seen different comments regarding, you know, saying that people are glad the character is gone. I've seen other comments uh, saying to the contrary. But it just seems like, why spoil something like that? So, those of you who may be interested in the film and you happen to come across my video before you see the trailer and you don't want a character death that is significant to the series spoiled... Um, don't watch the trailer because I'm not going to say who, um, but it's just, it's just one of those things. If I don't get why they had to spoil that. I think they could have left it ambiguous. Um, especially since like said character pops up a little bit later on in, for a brief moment in the second part of the trailer. So it's like they could have easily have left it ambiguous and people wouldn't really have, I think, seen too much coming. Um... I don't know. I, I'm not really excited for Dark Phoenix. I think the fact that it, it and the New Mutants got delayed um, is not a good sign. Um, yeah. It's just, I think it's time for this series to die. I think they're out of ideas. Especially since now they're rehashing ideas already. Um, although, fingers crossed, maybe it'll be good. It, you know, I enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse, so so long as it's better than that, I'll be happy. But at the same time, I'm also starting to feel like this this series is fatigued. <laughs> and then there was the news that um, the Captain Marvel Rotten Tomatoes page was getting hit by trolls. Um, and as a result, Rotten Tomatoes has now, across the site, disabled 
pre-release reviews and ratings. So it's not official ratings, but what it was was there was a statistics or a statistic thing where you could you were asked if did you want to see or not see the film and it, you know you could say yes I want to see this or no I don't and apparently trolls were uh you know just mass spamming the no I'm not interested in this movie and some were leaving negative reviews in uh the review section um before the film was even released obviously um it comes out in just a little over a week and so yeah people were you know you know just mass trolling this page and as a result it seemed like Rotten Tomatoes disabled the feature to prevent uh such a thing from happening and um according though to um the Rotten Tomatoes president this was not in response to that it was not to protect Captain Marvel but it was part of a site-wide change like it was already a planned change and that it was a something that was going to happen regardless so yeah i'm whether or not like that's part of it i'm glad to see this change I personally don't get why any site allows reviews um, to movies and music and stuff like that before it's released. Like, it is so aggravating when you go on places and before they're released, they already have, like, mass five-star reviews or mass one-star reviews or whatever, you know, just based on, you know, previews and stuff. And it's like, why? Um, we saw this with Solo, a Star Wars story last year where trolls just mass spammed the review section of uh, that movie, leaving negative reviews. And, like, you can just, at the time, anyways, you could just see that people were not happy and were leaving reviews. Like, they were openly saying, I haven't seen this film, but I'm, you know, uh, but I'm not happy where Star Wars is going, blah, blah, blah. So it's it seems like that audience is now targeting Captain Marvel for reasons, um, uh, reportedly there was blowback because Brie Larson said something, you know, I, re I read an interview where, you know, reportedly Brie Larson said that, you know, she's wanting to see more diversity in the press pool for movies, and that, you know, she saw, uh, an overabundance of, uh, white men, and, that she's pushing for more diversity. And, you know, of course, this was spun by some as, oh, she hates white men. I read the interview. I didn't see that. I don't think it's, you know, sexist or anything to state, oh, I saw an, an abundance of this gender and no one else. So I wanted to see a change, especially because, according to her, she talked to people higher up in these organizations that organize press pools and stuff like that and said that she wasn't satisfied with their responses as to why that was. And so she's trying to give people who otherwise wouldn't have a, a opportunity to get an opportunity. So she's requested a more diverse press pool for interviews and stuff like that. I, you know, I don't really see why people are so offended. I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, people are blowing out of proportion just for outrage clicks because, you know, I just saw it as part of that angry troll side of the internet that was just perpetually triggered over, you know, all the time. And if you're not uh, always 100% affirming of 
you know, men, it's like they get, you know, all mad and enough and have to, you know, write negative reviews and boycott you and all that. I mean, this, this same group, you know, you know, got all mad because Gillette ran an ad uh, that suggested that men aren't perfect. Oh, my. How, how controversial. Um, you know, and which the ad was stupid, uh, but it's just not worth the outrage. And, you know, but then those same people will go on and on about how SJWs are always triggered about things. Just they ne they're, they're the most unself-aware part of the Internet, I swear. Um but unlike SJWs, SJWs, I have found, I, I rarely ever see them. Like, they seem to stay within their own internet bubble. Um, you know, whereas this group that is bashing the SJWs just seem to be everywhere. Like, you just can't go anywhere without, um, without them finding something to be mad about. So, you know, that's just my opinion on that. I think that it's a good change the, that Rotten Tomatoes has uh, changed the, the site because, yeah, I don't agree with that. You see it on multiple movie review sites. You see it on places like Amazon and iTunes um, where people can leave reviews. Although I don't know if Amazon allows it anymore. I know, I swear at one point they did, but I, and I know iTunes does. Because you can actually find reviews for, if you go to albums that are available for pre-order and only have one song available, you'll see, you know, a bunch of reviews being leave for, left for those albums. And, you know, I just, I disagree with that. Let the material be released before, you know, reviews get uh, published. You know, and, yeah, just, yeah. And then the last story is probably the biggest story of the week, the most shocking, and that is the Fox Network was hit by a decision that they will have to pay nearly $200 million or $179 million uh, out to um, producers and people, in, and people involved on the show uh, Bones because the report is, is allegedly... Well, I guess it's not allegedly. They were found guilty of it because they were charged and have to pay out. Um, but there was a ruling that, you know, conclude that executives at the Fox Network lied, cheated, and committed fraud at the expense of the show's stars and executive producer, Barry Josephson. Josephson. Um, and this... Award, which comes to $179 million, uh, is the second highest award uh, since the 2011 jury verdict punishing Disney to the tune of $319 million over profit sharing for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, so, reportedly back in 2015, uh, those involved in getting bones off the ground, and of course, this comes off the Hollywood Reporter. Um, including Josephson, um, filed lawsuits in California state court claiming they had been defrauded by Fox's their right of their rightful profit participation. Josephson even says James Murdoch once told him that Bones was perhaps the most profitable show in Fox history, but the series was calculated to be a money loser, and that meant no profits to share with those involved in the show. And now... Uh, there, there's so, this is a huge story. There's so many details, but basically what it was, was that, you know, um, they were not being paid 
the money that they were expected to be paid for the show. They were not allowed to talk about money. They were not given the numbers that uh, that they that would have shown the the success of the show, and um, and that's why this lawsuit was filed. And basically, despite that, despite the fact that um, you know they were told by James Murdoch that it was a successful show, they were also being threatened by Fox that it would be canceled unless they signed uh, release waivers saying that they would not ask about um, the the profits the show was making. They were not a- allowed to ask for more money. Um, and there was there's a whole mu- whole bunch, but basically the the gist is is that you know the the network was not allowing the studio more money to produce the show, even though you know it was supposedly doing successful, and then telling the producers on the show that yeah you're not making that much money, and that's why we're not paying you that much. Um, and yeah, uh, there's a whole lot here, like just so much. It is so dense. Um, but that's the basic gist is that the network was telling them one thing so they could get away with another thing. Um, and it just didn't line up with what other things were being said. And, uh, apparently producers also weren't seeing money from Hulu streaming services. Uh, the ad revenue share from, uh, the network or the ad revenue share to the studio amounted to less than $1 million. Yet the Fox network made more than 70 million in revenue for our current season. And, yeah, and it's just, it's this huge story, and that's the basic gist of it. There's more regarding, like, you know, apparently Fox was at, was on both ends of the deal when it came signing, you know, signing uh, for Hulu, um, so that's conflict of interest right there, and, you know, there's regards to someone that was higher up at Fox that moved to Tribune. It's one of those big stories, but the, again, the basic gist is is that the producers involved in the show are, are saying that they were not be receiving payments like they should have. They were being told one thing, yet, you know, they were obviously... It was more successful, and reportedly Fox didn't even have plans to cancel Bones because it was such a successful show, but were, you know, moving forward with threats to cancel it if they, you know, went with more money. It was uh, just, oh, it's a bad, 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 bad story. Um, And that's why they were ruled to be paying out um, $180 million um, to the people involved that uh, were cheated out of their money. And, yeah, this is, um, if, uh, you're, you know, I don't know about you, but if I was a producer on this show, I think I'd be a little ticked. Um, yeah, uh, just, I don't know. It's, it's a, oof, boy, oh boy. And, of course, there's even the question of, you know, will this stop this behavior in the future? Probably not. These studios are, or these networks are so big, you know, this is probably like, you know, chump change to them. Eh, $180 million, who cares, you know, and they're just going to continue ripping off other creators. And eh, I don't know, it's a, it's a mess. Um... But they're, obviously, they're, the, they're at least making headway, you know, because this is uh, bad news for if you're the Fox Network, good news if you're the studio involved on the show, because now you're going to finally be seeing some of the money you deserve. Um, yeah, I just, oof. And like I said, uh, there's so much here that I can't cover due to the time, but uh, link will be in the description, and it is on thehollywoodreporter.com. Um, yeah.
check this story out for a deeper reading because there is so much to it. It is so dense. Uh, but yeah, um, that does wrap up our stories for the week. I uh, hope you were interested. Um, hope you found the discussion interesting. And what do you think of the new background? Um, yeah, <laughs> I am. I am your host, Sir Cal. Um, I am tired because this is recording late due to the fact that I was out of town all day and I wanted to get this out or wanted to film this in the morning and it just didn't happen. And so I am ready for bed now. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think again. Um, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GeekSourceAnt on Twitter and the GeekSourceOfficial on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to my podcast on wherever you get your podcast. Um, and like this video. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else, so I'm just going to wrap it up and say have a good one. What did you think? of the Oscars if you watch them. What do you think of who won what result? Yeah. Leave any and all comments below. I need to get out of here. I'm tired. Have a good one.